Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 370 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This is part one of a two-part interview with Carl Barkley from At D3 Direct. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is a weekly 15-minute recruiting education podcast and is part of the Recruit Me education business. My name is Brent Hanks, and I am the owner and CEO of Recruit Me. Recruit Me's goal is to provide you whether you are a potential student-athlete or the parent of a potential student-athlete, with as many free and inexpensive recruiting resources as possible. You can find the Athletic Scholarship Podcast on your favorite podcast app. And a new episode hits every Tuesday. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is the world's longest-running recruiting education podcast. Other resources that RecruitMe provides are the free Recruiting Power Pack, which is available on the recruit-me.com website. You get a download with the first steps to an athletic scholarship, an audio file about how to use videos, and a free player profile template. Just sign up on the recruit-me.com homepage. Also, you can sign up for the free Recruit Me monthly newsletter that gives you monthly recruiting tips, advice, and links to last month's The Athletic Scholarship Podcast episodes. The Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System gives you a 200-plus page manual and workbook to take you step-by-step through your personalized recruiting journey. You can get the Recruit Me 3.0 system for only $39. You will get the seven steps to an athletic scholarship and much, much more. Step one, select the right schools to contact. Step two, write a great introductory email. Step three, create your one-page player profile. Step four, build your own recruiting questionnaire. Step five, track your communications. Step six, send one-page updates. And step seven, make your school choice wisely. Go to recruit-me.com to get your recruiting plan today. Like I said in episode 368, I flipped through social media to find other free and inexpensive recruiting resources. At D3 Direct has been on mine and RecruitMe's radar for the past couple of years. Also on episode 368, I quoted two of at D3 Direct's Twitter posts. Today is an interview with Carl Barkley. Carl started D3 Direct to help student-athletes understand the recruiting world and to lift up NCAA Division III sports as a viable option for high schoolers. Let's get into the world of Division III sports and the interview with Carl Barkley. Carl, welcome to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. And uh, Carl, you're from... uh, at D3 Direct. So tell us a little bit about uh, your goals and your philosophies at D3 Direct. Yeah, Brent, thanks for having uh, having me on and giving me the chance to talk about it. Um, D3 Direct is you know something I built during COVID that's grown into kind of a into what we wanted and set out originally, which was just a site to help empower student athletes with with high quality information in one single place. So pulling in experience from my own division three college uh, sports experience. And then also trying to collect uh, the perspectives of, of other D3 athletes who have come from a variety of backgrounds, arrived at D3 in a number of ways, whether it's, you know, directly being recruited or transferring in from another level and just trying to centralize all that information and make it accessible so that really anyone uh, regardless of where they're coming from can get to know what, what the division three level offers. 
And you mentioned you played Division Three. Give us your background, where you're from originally, and what college you went to, and and where you are now. Yep. So I grew up in Davidson, North Carolina. Was a fan, basketball fan from an early age, following the Davidson team right down the street. And uh, there was a pretty good player you know, at Davidson, wasn't there? I would assume you're referencing Steph Curry. He he, he came <laughs> yes. through while I was in middle school, and yeah. So we would go to every home game and got to see him develop as a player and. So yeah, that was great. I, pl- I played public school ball in North Carolina for a pretty strong program, and was you know had to had to earn my way into some minutes, and you know eventually became a captain my senior year, and started getting a little bit of small college interest, and picked uh, Swarthmore College, which is just south of Philadelphia, for my college career, and tried to. We got a new coach in who actually was a pl- former player and coach at Davidson College, Landry Kozmalski, who's still there we embarked on this program turnaround and, you know, I, I never, I think by my senior year, freshman year, we were three and 22. And by my senior year, we were 11 and 14. You know, I think since then they haven't won less than 20, maybe 20 or 22 games in a season, two final fours, one national championship uh, appearance in the past decade, which, you know, if you knew the history of the program would be pretty remarkable. And, and then after school bounced around a little bit, lived in, DC, um, went to China for a while to coach basketball and then, and landed in San Francisco where I, where I still am today. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got from high school to college there, how the, how your recruiting, uh, evolved. Yeah. So I was, I was a pretty good student. You know, I had, I had division one teammates who were getting letters all the time, uh, into our coach's office in high school. And that just, you know, it just wasn't me. Like I wasn't the one getting attention. And so I wasn't sure if I was a college player just yeah, didn't really know how to enter that space. And so we went to a hoop group camp, I think my summer after my sophomore year, so going into my junior year. And it was just, it was a regular hoop group camp. And I was, I was definitely not one of the best players there. And again, these are like high major players, but it was great experience and gave me some context. And then I also, at that point learned about, they had a what they call like a high academic option. So I went back the next summer to that one in this camp called Hoop Mountain, um, which was where a lot of like, you know, the Ivies and uh, high academic D3s recruited. And all of a sudden I had all these coaches reaching out to me. I'd gotten bigger and stronger as a player. And, and you know, the talent level was a little more my my speed. And so I started getting some interest from schools and got had some choices and so I think at that point, it was just trying to figure out what I wanted and the factors that would guide my college experience or that you know, that I wanted to prioritize. So I think being close to a city, small environment, my high school was almost 3,000 kids. So really wanted a, a more intimate college experience. And then I think at the end of the day, it was just about fit with players. So I, I took a couple visits and um, Swarthmore was the far and away the best option. So that's where I ended up. So did you have some help as you were going through the recruiting process uh, from high school to college, or did you just kind of feel your way around and, and uh, kind of followed some of the leads that uh, came to you? The first thing I had that was really helpful was, I mean, for the most part, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I was really just figuring it out that having the context of going to those camps and seeing different players saying, okay, I just you know, that guy was definitely better than me, but he's, he has interest from division one programs. So that helps me slot where I am. Um, but I also, my dad went to Davidson 
So they had this program in town on campus for the kids of alumni that was kind of like a mock college admissions uh, experience called the McNabb Seminar that was that was the first time I'd really sat down and thought hard about what type of school I wanted to go to. And so at the end of this, I actually got to talk to a Davidson admissions officer and share my goals and talk about basketball and some of those criteria that I just mentioned, size, uh, proximity to a city. And he helped me work through and think of some schools. And a lot of them I had never heard of, including Swarthmore. I think in addition to getting some of that interest from camps and the exposure events, uh, having that that insight from an admissions officer who had seen my profile was invaluable. And then I think from there, I, I kind of used that to do some outreach. And if, if a coach didn't see me and like, I think that Swarthmore is a great example. I had to do a lot of outreach to get in touch with that coach, the previous coach who was there originally. Yeah. And then eventually got his attention and got an offer to, to be part of the class of 2015. Well, it sounds like that you, uh, you hit a lot of things that I, I assume we're going to talk about that that D3 Direct uh, provides some things that Recruit Me does. As uh, you mentioned, uh, some parameters. You mentioned a college list. You mentioned uh, getting a hold of being proactive and getting a hold of coaches. And that's uh, some of the goals that that and and directives that we set out here at, at Recruit Me. So, tell me some of the tools that D3 Direct provides that you put out there. You know how we got our start was just putting out free information on Twitter. And, and that's still something we've continued to do to this day, almost three and a half years later. So I'd say if, if anyone's out there and just wants to know where to start, just give us a follow on Twitter and engage. Feel free to ask the question that you want to know and, and we'll do our best to, to either, you know, write a response on Twitter, trying to answer it. Or, you know, if it's, if it's a more in-depth question, we've started a newsletter to try to give those recruiting insights in a little more detail and, and have those delivered directly to people's inboxes. So they, you know, they don't have to work for it. I think those are the two main things uh, overall, outside of just trying to provide high quality free information to uh, recruits and their families. We are also trying to raise the profile of the division three level. Cause I, I still think it's something that a lot of people don't know about. You know, I see it in, in the results that former athletes have in their careers and their lives, just how strong the networks are and how much more it is than just an athletic experience. It really sets you up for, I think, for success in life, trying to provide that information and trying to raise the profile of, of the division three level and help more kids know what's out there. And I'll try to have how people can get a hold of you, but why don't you tell us real quickly what your Twitter or X handle is? you know, any email information or how, how people can get a hold of you or see your information. Sure. Yeah. So Twitter is just at D, the, num- the number three, and then the direct, all, all one word. Um, and then on Substack, there, we have a link in our bio that has you know, our, our newsletter and then one of our more recent offerings, which is just a, a camps list. So we tried to go through and find every division three related recruiting camp we could this summer and fall and we plug that in there as well. So those are kind of the main things we've been working on at the moment. Are you working through uh, mainly basketball or kind of all D3 sports? I would say, I mean, I played college basketball, so that's that's what I'm most familiar with. I get a lot of comments about, you know, I'd love to see this camps list for golf or for baseball and been trying to work with a few people in those spaces to to expand our offerings. Our job is just to respond to 
to what people want and trying to trying to create resources for kids to use in their process. Um, trying to trying to be the resource that I wish I had had to answer questions and provide some guidance when I was when I was going through it myself and trying to figure things out. So I, I think more and more as time goes on, we'll we'll try to get new stuff up. We'll talk a little bit more about advantages of D3 and some of the myths about D3, but a lot of D3 schools are smaller campuses. Probably a majority of the students on campus are athletes. So you get to rub elbows with a with the soccer player or the lacrosse player, the track and field player uh, that, that's at your school. So that's one of the advantages. And we'll we'll hit on that a little bit more as we go. So I basically found you on Twitter uh, at, at D3 Direct, and I used uh, a couple of your posts in, in a podcast last week. Your post basically was catered toward using free resources and social media. So the Twitter or X post that I used from at D3 Direct in episode 368 was, kids will travel hours to a recruiting camp or tourney, stay at a hotel, pay hundreds of dollars hoping for a couple of interactions with coaches. But many won't take the time to use the greatest networking tool in the history of recruiting anytime they want for free. Can you give us some uh, social media recruiting tips that, that D3 Direct would like to pass on to try to help uh, prospective student-athletes? I think first and foremost, it's important to know that social media can either be your best friend in recruiting or it can it can really be a hindrance in your process. So, And it all depends on, on how, you, how you use it, right? So the first three things you can do, take almost no time, are one, make it clear that it's your profile. If you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, and you're trying to get recruited, have a picture of you in your sports uniform, whether it's you're a softball player or, you know, football player, that's clearly shows your face. So if you're a football player, maybe not with your helmet on, and then have your handle be, you know, some form of your name. I think that always helps to just again make it clear that it's your profile. So if that a coach a coach finds you, they're not confused about you know, what you look like or what your name is. I think after that, try to have all of your key info in your bio. So that's, you know, your high school name with your class year so that coaches aren't confused about when you're graduating and when they can recruit you, your sport or multiple sports. If you, if you're a dual sport athlete, I also like kids to include their GPA and test score, their height, their position. And then if they're on a travel team, throw that on there because and, and maybe with their schedule in a post. Yeah, I would say those those are probably the main things. And then if you, a kicker, if you have it, add your recruiting website or your huddle link or, or a YouTube link to, to your profile. I think that just, again, the goal is to try to use this as a tool so that if a coach finds you, all of your information is there. It's really easily accessible and they know that it's you. I would say those are the three things a kid any kid can do to start today that's completely free. What social media avenues besides Twitter or X that uh, do you suggest to uh, to prospective student athletes? I'm biased. I, I, I don't think Instagram is as useful just because there's a lot more going on. I think a lot of coaches are on Twitter or X. And I think to me, that's the best place to start. And then outside of that, I think old good old fashioned email is probably the you know the thing that you want to pair it with. So a little bit of outreach on social. I would be shocked if someone could run a recruiting effort without at some point using email. I think it just is a still a very necessary tool. You, you kind of like Twitter, 
and then having your contact information uh, for Twitter on the emails or on the texts or whatever, however you're talking to a uh, college coach or however you're presenting yourself to a, to a college coach so they can go and see you directly on your social media post. Yeah, in a way. I, th- I think at some point you're going to have to decide what your preferred you know, method of communication is with a coach, whether it's email or, or text. I, th- I think social media is more of like a, a, a first stop and a way for a coach to find you um, rather than the end site for communication. But I think having your email on your profile is helpful too, just so, you know, maybe a coach DMs you and you can get them your information quickly. Again, it's more of a site to get seen, to network a little bit, and then you move off those sites to actually stay in touch with the coach. That that would be that would be my advice. I'm sure some people like to use the DM feature on social, but I think at some point text and email is, is a little more reliable. What do you suggest to uh, prospective student athletes about liking or following coaches or programs? How, how do you guys uh, work through that? That's one of the the biggest advantages of of Twitter is that all that information is out there, and you can see what a coach thinks about their program based on what they're posting and what their values are. And so, I think getting familiar like that's a form of research, in my opinion to follow the handles of the athletics department, follow the handles of the team you're interested of the coach. You can find some players, see what they're like. And then you come in with a little more knowledge about the team and you can ask more informed questions on a visit or on a phone call with a coach. That openness also works in the other direction, which is something we always caution recruits on is, is know that if you have a public profile, then anyone who searches you or finds your profile can go back and look at what you posted previously. And what you've retweeted. And also when you like things in real time, they go to your followers feeds. So it'll say, Brent liked this on my feed. And if that's something that's kind of objectionable, then you just got to know that you're broadcasting that to any coach that's following you. So it, it can be like I, like I opened with, it can be your best friend, or it can really be a hindrance if, if you're not using it in the right way. Join me next week for part two of this interview with Carl Barkley. We will get information from Carl about when to use social media and a game plan, the types of things to post on social media. And we'll learn more about D3 sports, how you can have a good experience, and what some of the myths about D3 sports are. Last week, I introduced you to the Athletic Scholarship 24-month Recruiting Planner and Journal. And on page five is a recruiting checklist. There are nine sections of the recruiting checklist that you can get. The first section was select the right schools to contact. This week, I'm going to give you section two, build your introductory packet and questionnaire. And on the checklist, it has places to check off your cover letter or email, your player profile or resume, and your recruiting questionnaire. Next week, I'll give you section three on the checklist. Section three is produce your video. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is the world's longest athletic recruiting education podcast. We'll see you next Tuesday for episode 371, part two of this interview with Carl Barkley at D3 Direct.